TED Audio Collective. There is a lot that you and I disagree on. I know this. <laughs> right? As you know, I'm um, a piece of shit. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. I didn't mean to call you a piece of shit. I apologize for calling you a piece of shit. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Hi, I'm Dylan Marin, and welcome to Conversations with People Who Hate Me a podcast where I have extended conversations offline with some of the people who have sent me the most negative or hateful messages online. Now, before we begin, I should let you know, this podcast is not a debate, nor is it an attempt to epically shut down the people who have agreed to speak with me. This podcast is also not a search for common ground. On the contrary, some of my guests and I have no common ground other than the fact that we're humans who have agreed to talk to each other. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is an experiment to see what happens when two people with very different views of the world listen to each other. Now, the final piece of business before we begin is who is the me in the title? Well, hey, it's me. I'm Dylan Marin, and I'm a writer, performer, and video maker, and almost all of my work exists online. My videos focus on social justice issues and have gained a lot of support, but also have attracted a good amount of hate. In 2015, I created a series called Every Single Word where I edited down popular movies to only the words spoken by people of color. The series was picked up by media around the world and shared widely. In May of 2016, just as the trans bathroom bills were picking up steam, I created and hosted an interview series called Sitting in Bathrooms with Trans People where, just as the title suggests, I interviewed trans folks in the very spot where they were being legislated against. The thing that really started happening was I would be in the women's room and get these double takes, and I would see women hmm. scared of my presence in there. I do not look intimidating You're in terrifying. any way. I know, yeah. I know. I see you, and I, <laughs> right when you walked in, we all gasped. <laughs> I also make satirical videos, like this one that celebrates the fictional holiday Heterosexual Pride Day after a very vocal group of straight folks started asking why they didn't have a Pride Day for themselves. Today is Friday or Saturday or Sunday, or Monday, or um, Tuesday, or Wednesday, or it's Thursday, which means it is heterosexual pride day. Now, probably my most controversial series is unboxing. You know the real unboxing videos where YouTubers open up the latest electronic gadgets? Well, I satirize them by making a series that unboxes intangible ideologies like Islamophobia, rape culture, and police brutality. Here's a product as old as the country that made it. Today, I'm unboxing the mistreatment of Native Americans. This one is an antique that dates back to the 1490s. The work I do has gained many fans, but it has also found its very vocal detractors online, which brings us to right now, the very first episode of Conversations with People Who Hate Me, where I speak to one of those detractors on the phone. And today, I'm speaking to Chris. A little while ago, Chris sent me this message. 
When the police aren't there, sensitive young men like you will be the first to go. I have to assume you've never checked your comments or like-dislike ratio because I've never seen one so poor. I worry that you will blame this on white cis men, but please look closer. It's the people that you are championing that hate you, i.e. you are doing something very, very bad. Proceed. Guy, I'm sorry, one last message. You were talking with those Muslim women and you told them that there's been a lot of talk about a Muslim registry and that there was a Muslim registry with George Bush. So you said a total lie that could have made them scared and made you look like a social justice warrior and American men as monsters, so that's why you are a piece of shit. Good thing nobody watches your shit. You're so dumb, you regularly say things that 100% makes the situation worse, and you do it to signal how virtuous you are. Again, good thing nobody watches your shit, but hey, you're probably getting 10 bucks a video, so whatever. Okay, well, um, awesome. And we are going to call Chris right now. Hi, is this Chris? This is Chris. Hi, Chris. This is Dylan Marin. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Okay. Every day I had to fix my car and I had to fix my washing machine. Oh. Let me get my dogs out of the room. Okay. <laughs> okay, that Hold sounds on good. Get in there, both of you. Go. Okay, much better. So, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said to you before, I had had a couple cocktails in me, but but let me tell you, I, I stand by most of what I said. I do stand by most of what I said. Not about you personally, but about. Um, social justice warriors. So, so that's really where my issue lies and that they want to, certain people want to uh, turn over the whole country in order to solve small problems. Like, let me, let me give you an example, the LGBT community, LGBT, whatever letters they're adding onto it now, mm-hmm. you know, there's always been gay people. They've always been fine, getting along fine in life. And, you know, I, I'm a supporter of gay marriage, by the way. Um, but I don't think that they need a whole list of rights. There are people, it's like saying redhead rights or left-handed people rights. It just seems all silly to me. The whole social justice stuff seems silly to me. All right. I mean, so clearly there is a lot that you and I disagree on. Um, I know this, (laughs) right. As you know, I'm, um, a piece of shit. Um, so Uh, I, I, let me take that back. Let me take okay, that back. So I was, you, you had caught me at a bad time. I didn't mean to call you a piece of shit. I apologize for calling you a piece That's of okay. shit. That's okay. I want to lovingly point out you said I caught you at a bad time, but you mean that you saw my videos at a bad time, right? For the most part, yeah. Me and my wife were going over them yesterday. My wife, by the way, is a big fan of yours. Oh, wow. Okay, so one yeah, fan in the household. She's and a, one... I'm surrounded by him. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I'm sorry and you're welcome, depending on how you want to take this. <laughs> what was it about me and what was it about my videos that um, got to you so much that you had to send the message that you did? I'll tell you what, it was one little thing. You called it racist for somebody to say, that the black community and the minority community has a criminality problem, black on black crime. Mm-hmm. And you said, and you had mentioned that it was racist. And I'm like, how is that racist? These are the facts. And, and you saw, and I saw you were a nice kid. You're a small kid. You're, you're young. How old are you, by the way? If you don't mind me asking. No, I don't mind. I'm 28. 
Okay. Oh, you look younger than that. Well, yeah. I, I figured you're 22. Well, Chris, I get but, carded um, at rated R movies, so uh, I think people think <laughs> I look like I'm 16. So I think, you know, you, you, your heart's in the right place, and I just think that uh, in many ways you're misguided. And I'm sure you feel the same way about me that I'm misguided. But, you know, that's why there's, there's two extremes of the uh, political spectrum. So... I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong. I was kind of like the image of the social justice warrior, right? Right, right. And how would you define a social justice warrior? Don't worry, I won't be offended. To me, a social justice warrior is, a, in, 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 for the most part, a rich college student who has his parent, mom and daddy pay for everything, and they pick and choose these um, uh, subjects to be angry about in a world where people really generally don't have that much to be angry about. I, I think you're a fine young man. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, I, I have, my problem is with, uh, social justice. I'm against things like black lives matter. I don't think it helps anybody. I think it hurts. And I am a staunch conservative saying that Black Lives Matter is a problem is um, is is tough to hear only because I feel like that is a movement that is rooted in just saying a group of people's lives matter. And do you disagree with that? No, of course I don't disagree with that. But I'm saying that that what they concentrate on is the minutia of the 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 the, the killings. The problem with the police, in my opinion, and my father's a retired policeman, and he'll tell you the same thing, is two things. It is a lack of training where they don't receive the training that they need. Mm-hmm. They're, they're put there for a couple months and then sent into scary situations. But I don't think it's necessarily a racial matter. There are some racist cops. Mm-hmm. But let's look, let's look at the black fatalities at the hands of criminals. And I know that you think saying black criminality is a problem is racist, but I don't agree. I think that there is a problem with criminality in the minority community. I don't want to be speaking in circles because I feel like you could argue your side and I could argue my side, which is only in an attempt to be an ally to the black community. Uh, but I don't know that talking back and forth about this will necessarily get us anywhere. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think we're very far apart on this. I think we're very far apart. But don't don't lay claim to caring more about the black community. I I love my black friends. I know that saying that means I'm racist to say if I have black friends to use that. But that's another thing the left does is they take away evidence of a white person not being racist by uh, saying that, oh, if you have black friends, it doesn't mean you're not black. Well, that doesn't mean you're not racist. Well, it means you're not very racist, right? So, Have, have you ever been called racist? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the time online. But, mm-hmm. but, but I don't think of myself as a racist. But you feel... I think most people aren't really racist. I mean, everyone has a little bit of... A mm-hmm. little bit, but... So how do you feel when someone calls you racist? Um, it doesn't bother me because it happens so often, mainly because a lot of times when people don't have an answer for what you say, they resort to you're a racist. If I am acting as a racist, then it may bother me, in my opinion. And it's a little how I feel. If I don't feel I'm being racist, if I'm just stating facts, things that I know, things that I've seen, 
then I don't feel that it's being racist. I think that a lot of the racists are straw men. You're talking about when they say, oh, KKK, fascist USA. Well, this is a KKK, 30 guys down south uh, with pickup trucks. They're straw men. They don't really exist. I mean, I think it's a little, sadly, it's more than 30 guys. Um, well, maybe. Right. Maybe. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's a situation where, I mean, uh, we, did, we have set-asides and we have affirmative action for black people, and I'm glad that we do because well, we have slavery and we had uh, Jim Crow for, for decades, and it was horrible. You think back to, to what we – separate water fountains? It's like, give me a break. It was so ridiculous. So they got rid of that, thankfully, and you know, we, we, we even things out. It's not perfect, but we have set-asides. And we have affirmative action, and I'm for those things. I'm for those things. You're saying that colored water fountains, that is bullshit, right? That should have left, right? And then there are things in the past. But I I also think, to be fair, that like decades from now, someone in the future might be saying, well, there was racist stuff going on in 2017, but now that's over. I just can't deal with this stuff, right? Perhaps, perhaps. I don't necessarily disagree with that. We also have to acknowledge that neither you nor I are black, so we don't know what it's right. like firsthand to be a black person dealing Very with true. Very true. the police. Very true. But I'm not trying to vilify uh, black people mm-hmm. because they're Americans. Actually, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about who I have more of a problem with, I have more of a problem with illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. They've been here for hundreds of years. My grandfather was a butcher from Italy, so they have black people who are more American than us. I have no issue with black people. Right, but, but so going, you, you're saying you do have an issue yeah. with undocumented immigrants? <laughs> no, I don't have an issue with them either. They're, they're in general, hardworking people. I have no problem with people who are here who want to be Americans. It's just that when we make, if we make everybody an American, then being an American is going to lose its value. There's a lot of value to, to being an American citizen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. If you like this podcast and you want to help support it directly, you can check out our merch store. We have brand new shirts that say Empathy is Not Endorsement, a mantra I've made for the show, and stickers that say what I say at the end of every episode, remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. Also, there's a shirt that has Rob Wilson's beautiful logo for our show on it. Check it all out at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com and click on Merch. And now, back to the conversation. There's a lot of value to, to being an American citizen. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of undocumented immigrants see that value and would like to be American citizens. And I think it's I the, the path to immigration is so hard for people, right? It is. It is. It is difficult. I'm not saying it's not. Right. And I, I mean, it is worthwhile to acknowledge uh, that both your family and my family did, were immigrants at one time. And the people yeah. who actually were truly never immigrants to this land have been fucked over the most. Right. Native Americans. Right. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Something I, agree, like the Dakota I agree with you that Native Americans have been have been mistreated in the past. I do agree. Mm-hmm. And now they're all rich. Now they're all casino owners. I mean, I, I don't think that's true. I think there's extreme poverty among Native American communities because of there colonialism. There is. No, I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. No, there is. Um, so where do you stand on something like the Dakota Access Pipeline? 
I'm a fan of fossil fuels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it puts, I am, I okay. am. It puts people to work. It's a, it, it energized this world. It gave us what we have. It, 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 it was the industrial revolution, coal and all that. It's the industrial revolution. And yes, I, 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 I don't believe in global warming. I believe in go- climate change. I don't believe that it's as, as accelerated as they say. Mm-hmm. It may be, but I, don't, I think if that's the case, I don't think there's much we can do to really stop that unless we all go back to the Stone Age. I'm a Western chauvinist. Our way of life relies on fossil fuels right now, and there's not that much we can do about it. So, Chris, okay, it feels like we there's a lot that we like so strongly disagree about, right? How uh, no. how do you think someone like you and someone like me can keep having productive conversations? Well, I, I think we're having a, good, a decent conversation now. Yeah. Um, by, by being civil, by not saying things like I said to you when I when I texted you. Uh, let me go back <laughs> to the because, notes because those are non-starters, and also by not saying, "Oh, you feel this way because you're racist," and because because that kind of talk that that's used shuts down conversation. Okay, once you call someone a racist without really knowing them. And I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying that when people do that, that's got to stop because then, then there's no conversation. We have to be civil with each other, like you and I are being today. So, okay. So that's the way to do it. it, it I, I actually agree with you about being civil, but I also just want to say I think the, the viewpoints that I have don't have a direct impact on your life, right? Like, they don't, my viewpoints don't change your way of life, right? Not at all. No, sir. But I would say, so let's take one specific thing you brought up, saying that uh, the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes, those are the words, those are the the letters in the acronym. Um, What are they again? Give it to me one more time so I get them right. Oh, wow. Okay, great. LGBTQIA. LGBT. Oh my God, I'm getting it wrong now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not easy. You got to keep up with it. You got to you got to keep up with the times, Chris. But the acronyms now are LGBTQIA plus. Um, lesb- QIA plus. So what is the I and the A and the plus? Great questions. Are you ready for it? Uh, yes. It, okay. It's um, I is intersex. The A is asexual. Right. As you know, okay. Um, and the plus is uh, kind of getting ahead of ourselves and knowing that there are other people involved in this acronym that we might not be identifying yet. Got you. Yeah. So, so See, it used to be man, uh, heterosexual male, heterosexual female, homosexual male, homosexual female. Right. So I'll catch up. I'll, I have no problem with that. I'll catch up. I'll, I'll learn. I'll learn the pronouns and the lingo. I don't have an, an issue with that. Thank you. I mean, the the thing I wanted to point out is you said it used to be heterosexual male, heterosexual female, 
homosexual male, homosexual female. But the truth is, right. even to just get homosexual male and female onto that foursome or to add on to that twosome took a lot of work. Now, you said something, Chris, that I really want to talk about because I'm truly interested. But you sure. said um, these sure. are, of course, important issues, but we don't need to talk about them. What do you mean by that? I mean, if, if, like I was saying before, I mean, gay rights, it's like it's almost like left-handed rights and right-handed rights and redhead rights. It's something that we don't always have to – what rights are you talking about? I understand the right to marry. And, okay, there's a bathroom issue. I understand there's a bathroom issue. But you see these people, and, and they, they're fighting for these rights that they have the rights already. What rights are we talking about? I don't understand what rights they're talking about. What rights do gays need that they don't have now? Um, well, I can tell you um, if you're... Tell me. Yeah. So I think the reason um, why I believe that it is very important to talk about this stuff, the, the very stuff you're saying we shouldn't talk about, is that there are things that cannot be protected by these big laws. Just because I have the right to marry doesn't necessarily mean that legislation is leading the way in protecting me if I am the victim of a hate crime, if that state is saying, well, hate crimes don't really exist and hate crimes don't cover uh, crimes on the basis of sexuality, gender orientation, or sexual orientation, gender identity, uh, or or anything else in the LGBTQIA plus acronym. Um, so these are, the, I think, um, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say, because just to tie up what I'm saying, I think it is important to, in fact, talk about these issues, because there are issues that affect people based on their identity. Um, do you disagree? Yes, but yes and no. And I'll tell you why. Things... Because crimes exist, doing something to somebody, whether whether I see you on the street and and so and somebody comes and punches you in the face, whether because you're gay, whether because you call them a jerk, a crime is a crime. And as far as gay men being able to hold hands in society, the government can't can't uh, dictate how that happens. Society has to change, and it is changing. So, Chris, you are just. Uh, so that people watching or listening to this know you are not a gay man, right? No, I'm a cisgendered uh, straight male married for 20 years to a beautiful uh, liberal tree-hugging wife who I love, who's a registered nurse, and I'm a CAT scan technologist for 25 years. And I have two children. Um, So, Chris, the the only reason I ask that is to say that um, I am a gay man. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I understand that laws protect against crime. Um, but my husband and I don't hold hands in the street because of the shit we get for it. And, and your, your, your opinion, it has much more validity than mine does in this, in this area. I have no problem with, with bowing to your, uh, experience in this area. Well, that's interesting. Would you be willing to apply the same um, generosity that you just gave to me by saying that um, I my opinion is more valid in this area when you're talking about things like Black Lives Matter to a black person who is... I would, except that a lot of people, not, not 
definitely a good percentage of black people do not support Black Lives Matter. A good support of a good portion of people voted for black people voted for Donald Trump. Maybe not all of them, maybe not half of them. But I don't feel that that Black Lives Matter has the eyes and ears of the entire black community. I don't feel that way at all. So, okay, rather than speaking on these issues and again, acknowledging that even if this conversation were 10 hours long, we wouldn't necessarily start seeing each other's side. <laughs> we wouldn't. Um, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Okay. Because there's two sides to the argument. I would argue that there aren't two sides to the argument when one side of the argument is disrespecting human life. But I still think a conversation like the one we're having is crucial to understand how people think who might think differently from you. I agree. When did you start identifying as a conservative? It happened later in life. And and I'll tell you, um, I was a liberal. I was pro-choice. I was very, very liberal um, and outspoken about it until I was about 35 years old. I used to be very pro-choice, and I would look at, in the science books, for children, uh, the gestation, and when it begins, and when, you know, the heartbeat begins, and when brain waves begin, and it just occurred to me that life begins at conception. Life begins at conception. Um, Chris, are there any questions that you have for me? No, no. I think uh, I I don't dislike you. I don't dislike you. Even <laughs> you though don't I said dislike I did. me. Okay. We disagree on a lot of stuff. We disagree on a lot of stuff, and that's fine. That's fine. Has this conversation helped you at all? I think so. I think so. Um, just to show that that two people so ideologically polarized mm-hmm. can have a good conversation without shouting racist bag to each other. I think there's a good, there's something good there. There's Is, something good there. Um, but it went better than I thought it would. Oh, how did you think it was going to go? <laughs> uh, contentious. Oh. <laughs> So, Chris, um, this podcast is actually called Conversations with People Who Hate Me. Um, Do you hate me? (laughs) Do you hate me? Um, In order to put it on, do I have to say yes? No, no. In fact, I, I, no, no, no. I I, I no longer hate you, Dylan. You no longer hate me. So you did. I no longer hate you. Why don't you? You're a nice guy. Why don't you hate me anymore? You won. You won. No, wait, no, no, no. It's not about winning or you know losing. Let's... You're willing, no, no, you're willing to listen. We, we, I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. And that's the most important thing. We don't agree. And that's fine. Um, but these conversations need to be had. You said you have a liberal wife and you said you disagree on most issues. Um, oh, yeah. Do you guys not talk about politics? We, I had a difficult time when Trump won. Uh, with I had a difficult life for about a week. <laughs> Just a week. She was not happy. I was banished from the bedroom. Whoa! <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> okay. I was banished from the bedroom, and I still we can't talk politics. Uh, we used to talk politics all the time. Uh huh. But ever since Donald Trump won, I don't know. Maybe she feels like I got a leg up or something. But we cannot. We start arguing. So we decided to put politics aside for a while. 
Well, actually, it got brought up again yesterday when I told her that I was going to be speaking to you, and we started watching some of your unboxing videos and some of your interview videos. Uh huh. And she's like, "I like him more than I like you." Uh, well, oh, okay. Well, maybe the next series I do is conversations with the wives of the people who hate me. Right. That, that would be a good one. You get a lot of agreement there. But is there anything that you're going to do differently now that we've had this conversation? I tell you what, I'm going to listen because um, it's important. All right. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much. We deeply disagree. Thank you for uh, for contacting me, reaching out to me. Please, um, thank you for con. You, I mean, to give credit, you were the first one to contact me, and um, you said I'm doing something very, very bad. So, uh, <laughs> so here we are. Well, keep up, keep up the bad work. I'll keep up the bad work, <laughs> and um, I hope that uh, you will keep listening. Okay. Okay, well, have a good one, Chris. You too, pal. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too. Bye. All right, bye. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Alan Rahimik is the production manager. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Night Vale Presents director of marketing, Adam Cecil, our publicist, Christine Ragasa, and also Dustin Flannery McCoy, Rob Silcox, Mark Maloney, and production assistants, Allison Goldberg, and Emily Moeller. Thank you to all of those who gave feedback and encouragement throughout this process, and thank you also to those who warned me against doing this project. I did it anyway. And yes, thank you to those who wrote the hateful messages, comments, and posts that inspired me to turn one-way negativity into productive two-way conversations. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next week with another conversation. And remember, there is a human on the other side of the screen. Dark times.